Hey friend, and welcome back to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House, health coach, yoga instructor, meditation enthusiast, slow but steady runner, boy mama times two, wife to my college sweetheart, and unapologetic advocate for you living your dream life. This is our space to come together and explore powerful habits, mindset shifts, goals with soul, self-awareness, and lifelong learning, all while cultivating joy and practicing gratitude each step of the way. So pop in your earbuds, press play, and together, let's live by design and not default. Hey friend, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Live by Design podcast. Today, we are going to be kicking it old school. Do people still say that? (laughs) I say it. Okay, so we're going to go with it. (laughs) We're going to be kicking it old school and really having a little bit of a throwback mini episode here. So for any OG listeners out there, you know that my friend Nick Cruz Velleman, who is an American artist and instructor, was on the podcast all the way back in season two on episode 68 and our bonus episode that followed it, episode 69. And we talked all about creativity and having a practice of art and how he discovered his why and gained this beautiful, deeper level of self-acceptance through this creative process. And since the time of having this conversation together, Nick actually gave a TED Talk in Georgetown this past year. And my husband and I were lucky enough to have a babysitter and we went down to the TED Talk and got to watch Nick present in person in this beautiful, beautiful space. And his message is just incredible. And I honestly like friend, I will drop it in the notes below. You can give his Ted talk a watch. And so when I say that Nick is somebody who pursues creativity and purpose in his life, I truly mean it. He shows up for his creative practice and he shows up for his students in such a beautiful way and encourages them to not only practice art, but to also reflect on themselves at the same time. And Nick reached out to me because he is offering some courses in conjunction with the program that we both studied abroad through where we met many, many moons ago back in 2009 as students studying abroad in the south of France. And he's teaching with them two different online courses this January. And so if you are ready to start this year by leaning into your creativity and doing it with an instructor who's going to not only teach you and be there to support you, but also really walk alongside you in your creative journey, this would absolutely be the perfect thing for you, my friend. I know creativity is really important to me personally, and these courses sound phenomenal. So I am actually just going to let Nick explain them to you. And then right after he does so, I'm going to roll a portion of our interview from way back in November of 2021 so that you can hear a little bit more about Nick and who he is as a person, as an instructor, and as somebody who could lead you in your creative pursuits this year. And if you really dig Nick's message, and this idea of leaning into your creativity, then I will drop links below so you can hop into this online course yourself and get to learn right from Nick and really start this year by leaning into your creativity and your purpose. Hi, Kate. Happy New Year. And thank you for letting me pop on here. We talked on your podcast about the benefits of having a creative practice and building your creative side. So for anyone who wants to make that leap in 2023, I'm personally inviting them to take a class with me online this January. And not only that, it's presented by the Leo Marchute School, our beloved art school where you and I met. I've got one program that introduces some basic concepts in drawing, and I will be your practice buddy for that. So we'll all be working on this stuff together. 
and another one-day workshop on building good practice habits so that we can stay motivated as we continue. It's really low pressure, doesn't require a lot of materials at all. Um, I really just want to show people maybe something they haven't seen before. So whether it's for an art lover who wants to try drawing for the first time or someone who's dabbled before and wants to get back into it, I'm looking forward to sharing the joy of having a creative practice and also some of the lessons that you and I studied together when we met years ago. Hey, Nick, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I am so super excited to have you here. And for anybody listening, funnily enough, Nick and I have actually already recorded an interview before, and I am still a newbie podcaster, and I definitely used the wrong microphone. So we are having this conversation again. So I am extra, extra grateful to Nick for showing up for me again to talk about creativity. So for anybody who isn't fortunate enough to already know you and call you a friend, who are you and what are you all about? Um, my name is Nick Cruz Vellman, and I am an artist. I'm a landscape painter. So I travel places and paint what I see in the visible world outside. You and I met in art school in the south of France at a place called the Marchute School in Aix-en-Provence about 12 years ago. And crazy. I just graduated yeah, crazy. Um, I just graduated last year with my Master of Fine Arts from there. And right now, I am on my way back home to the U.S. Um, after spending three years on this side of the Atlantic Ocean. That's so cool. I am just so thrilled for you. One, for your MFA and just pursuing art. And I mean, your pieces are beautiful. I have a piece of Nick's actually up in my family room and it makes me smile every single day because not only is it a motif of a place that's of personal significance, but it's also painted by you, which makes it extra special. So obviously I'm incredibly biased about you and your work, but I know that you are online in a number of different ways. And one of the places where you share about creativity and mindful living is on your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the Sight and Insight YouTube channel is my platform to um, elaborate and talk about why I do all of the creative practices that I do. Uh, you've talked about like having, like understanding your why mm -hmm. um, on your show, right? Yeah. So I would say that my why, why I paint is because it, it, brings all of my energy and attention into the present moment. So every time I'm painting, I'm, I'm, I'm not really worrying about conscious thoughts. I'm trying to just be present and let my eyes take in the color and the light and dark and, and really, um, yeah, witness that experience. And that's really helped me in a lot of ways in my life. And I think it's kind of the gift that is most important for me to share with people with my art. I love making the paintings, but I love making the paintings. Like I'm more, I'm, it's, it's really about the process and the experience for me. So I think the more I can share and expand and elaborate on the mindfulness that I get from making art, that's, that's what I would, that's what I really think is most significant to put forth in the world. So the YouTube channel is just sort of this platform that I'm, I'm building for myself to, to do that. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I love, I love watching it because one, it leaves me feeling like really inspired. And it's also, 
well, very, I want to say insightful, but that just seems like I'm trying to make a pun. No, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, I mean, it's very insightful as somebody who really tries to pursue creativity in a number of ways, um, whether it's through, I've been doing a lot of watercolors recently um, in the season of life I'm in, they're just easy to pick up and put down yeah. oh, with the totally. you know kids running around. And I'm entering that season too, honestly. It's a good season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I find creativity through um, practicing yoga and sequencing mm. just my own practice. That can be like a very creative experience. And yeah. even recording the podcast, I love how you talk about um, it's just the act of creating the painting. Uh, mm -hmm. it's like that flow state, right? That space where everything else kind of melts away and you just get yeah. really clear on what you're doing. So are there other things in your life where you have a similar experience to that? Oh, absolutely. I think I try and like pursue that flow state or that state of mindfulness in everything I do. In so, I mean, let's back up and stick with creativity. So I play music. Um, I'm self-taught on guitar and bass. And um, I definitely gravitate more towards like um, jazz and Im improv improvisatory, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, styles that require you to improvise a little bit. Um, <laughs> and um, that is all about like being in the moment and really listening to what's happening around you and responding from an intuitive place. So I do that. If, if you've ever had the experience of making pottery on a wheel, I really recommend it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, you should try it with your kids when, when they're of age, but it really puts you in the moment. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't be distracted or else it'll fall apart on the wheel. But even, even things like writing in my journal, that's a very mindful practice. Um, I do yoga as well. And even, you know, certain forms of like sports and exercise can be mindful. And I guess like I've been really fortunate and I think you have too, I could tell with you as well, that I've been able to access mindfulness through something like painting. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I would like to do with all of my work is sort of educate that mindfulness isn't this like esoteric, like really out there um, thing that only, you know, monks have access to. Like you can get to it through painting or writing or probably, you know, cooking, gardening, yoga, like you said, there's really other ways to get those benefits. It's not always about just um, sitting quietly cross-legged, you know, for, for a period of time. So yeah, the more, the more I can sort of shed light on other ways to access mindfulness, which I think is really crucial for humanity, if, the, if that is not too big of a sentence to say. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah, what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Well, I, and I love to the idea that you can access this creative mindfulness, like everything that you listed doesn't require you to purchase something. It doesn't require you to like spend money. Um, these are all things like you can write in a journal that you are. I mean, everybody owns like five journals that they don't need or most people. <laughs> so like you always have something that you can write on yoga. I mean, most of the time when I'm practicing right now, my kids are running around outside and I'm just on the grass. Like I didn't even need a yoga mat. Every, you know, you can YouTube a ton of different things. I mean, you can just go for a walk or go for a run or like yeah. you said, gardening or cooking. Like these are all things like we're not saying that you need to go out and spend hundreds of dollars in order to access this creative flow, right? This. Yeah. 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 You don't need to go to Tibet, you know, and like live on a mountain, you know, only eating rice or whatever to, <laughs> to, to, to be mindful. It can really, it can show, it shows up in a lot of ways in our mm -hmm. lives and I gravitate towards the creative ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm definitely interested in some of the more athletic ways, frankly. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, there, I think it's really important. And um, if I can spend my time and energy teaching people about mindfulness and all the different ways that it shows up in their life and can be applied to their life, um, that would be really a, a fulfilling time spent for me. I love that. Well, I definitely want to go into kind of your vision cast for the future. But before we get there, I want to circle back to something else you said, which was your why. And oh. I think for all of us, it's different, right? It's it's so it's such a personal thing. Like, what is it that for me, it, it's more it's more about like what has been put on my heart to pursue, which sounds like so like in the stratosphere. But for me, that's that's like how I can identify my why is like, what is that thing that is on my heart to pursue that when I do pursue it, things start to fall into place. It's like the world is conspiring to help bring it into fruition. Sometimes you'll hear, hear these little whispers that it's like, oh, I'm on the right path. Um, so I'm curious to know if, if you can put it into words, because I know it's a very, it can be very intangible. What has been your experience in terms of figuring out your why? That's a great question. I would say that my experience has been observing. I, I arrived at my why through observing myself over time mm. and seeing how I respond to different situations and being able to listen to in my heart, in my gut, um, intuitively, what I keep gravitating back mm-hmm. to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like a good way to illustrate it is I grew up uh, a teenager playing music. I played, you know, in bands with my friends, but I also played in the jazz band in high school. And I went to a lot of concerts. Um, when you met me, I was like really into like making concerts happen at my school where I went to college and stuff. And there's a difference between playing music and listening and using your senses to make that happen and the production and the business of making a concert happen. And even though they both involve music and you could say, oh yeah, when, when, when I'm, I'm having my career, you know, as a, as a concert promoter, um, you know, I'm still working with music, but it's really not the same. And the more I went in that direction of like, producing concerts in the DC area with, you know, various promotion companies, I could just feel that the the playing was missing, like the doing, the making of the art that, that got me into all this was missing. And I kept just feeling inside myself. I kept finding myself like looking for opportunities to play just with friends in their homes or, or with other bands. And after I left like that full-time career working in the concert business, the only things I wanted to do were things that involved like making and doing and then teaching that. So it was really like, I couldn't say that it was like one morning I woke up and knew it was sort of like, you have to, I observed myself over a period of maybe six to eight years and saw that, you know, when things got tough, when things got rough, when things started feeling like it wasn't worth it anymore, the thing that I kept returning to was the act of making, whether it was music or pottery or painting and drawing. So I'd say that's how I arrived at my why. Oh, well, actually, hold up. That doesn't totally answer your question because then how did I get to mindfulness? I think I think I recognized that trend in me over that period of time. And this might refute everything I just said, but I did have a mentor that asked me directly, like, so why do you do what you do? <laughs> so maybe it did happen in one day. But it was a combination. It was a co- it was like an alley-oop. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like there was a setup over six to eight years. And yeah. then like my mentor one day just asked me the right question at the right time where I've had enough experience and, you know, self-reflection to, mm-hmm. um, to really confidently say that answer. 
being able to focus all my energy and attention onto one thing felt very therapeutic to me. So maybe that's why I kept returning to it when things ever got tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I that's love that. And that's so cool. And so for anybody who's listening and they haven't had that mentor ask them, you know, what's your why, or they're listening and maybe they haven't had all those years of experience yet that helped you arrive to that moment with your mentor when he asked, like, what is your why? And then you were able to say like, oh, I do actually know what it is. Yeah. What, would you, what would you say to a person who hasn't had that experience yet? And maybe there's like something you would recommend that they do in terms of trying to tease that out of themselves. Wow. That is an incredible question. Okay. I would recommend finding some regular way to check in with yourself or observe yourself. So maybe journaling, but even if that's not your thing, just like getting in the practice or the habit of really monitoring how you respond to things internally, how you put yourself in different situations, a wide variety of situations and try and recognize what makes you come the most alive. That would be my advice. It's, it's a lot of looking in. It's a lot of, it's a lot of um, shutting out noise, you know, mm-hmm. and looking in and observing what you respond the best to. All right, friend, that brings us to the end of another Live by Design podcast episode. I had so much fun diving into today's topic with you, and I hope that you are walking away with at least one little nugget of information that you didn't have before or one action item that you are going to start implementing in your life starting right now. And speaking of implementing change in your own life, if you haven't already joined our free community Facebook group, I would love for you to become a Live by Design podcast insider. You can join us over at misskatehouse.com slash community to be automatically redirected to a Facebook group all focused on releasing overwhelm, getting unstuck, and finally taking aligned action in the direction of your dreams. We have such a beautiful community of kind and supportive people there, and I can't wait for you to join us. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would first subscribe to the show through whatever listening app you prefer. And second, to rate the show with five stars over on Apple Podcasts and leave us a one or two sentence review. That is seriously the kindest way that you can thank me for hosting the show week after week, totally for free, serving you from the heart with so much love and so much heart. I will be back in your earbuds again soon. And until then, friend, spread some joy, make someone smile.